We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. As we grab our seats. It was a sad day at the footy yesterday. You can pray for us, but I don't know if you can heal obesity, which is probably our biggest problem. Um, it's probably up to us. So we have a good time, though. But, uh, yeah. If we ever met, my name's Ben. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here. It's good to have you here. Talking about maturity and faith today. Maturity and faith. I don't know what you think of when you hear that word maturity, mature. Maybe old or steady, experienced. When we hear these words, we've got to have, a, have another look because sometimes what we read is the word, maybe the Bible talks about a little bit differently. Um, maturity and faith. You know, I find often maturity and faith has got nothing to do with age. It's, it's where you are in faith and walking with God and... You know, I'm not, I haven't been around too long, but I, I think we all kind of deal with the same stuff, whether we're 13 or 60. It's, it's insecurities, it's comparison, it's what we focus on, it's our perspective in life, it's our outside influences. But what happens is when you're 13, you don't have kids and a mortgage and a career, and so things just get more serious. But it's actually the same stuff, <laughs> whether we're 13 or 16, 13 or 60 really. And we all, we all deal with the same stuff, but just there's more on the line as we get older. When you're, when you're 13, you just got your year seven maths test. That's not too important. It doesn't really matter. And there'll be, there'll be tests later. Um, and that's where it seems bigger. But it's actually the same stuff. Maturity and faith. And, and the Paul, the Apostle Paul actually talks about it a fair bit. And he might not use the word maturity, but it talks about Hebrews going from milk to solids. He's talking of the growing our understanding in. He talks about roots growing deep. He talks in Romans about how we're transformed and renewed. So that means we're growing, we're changing, we're transforming. But like Jesus calls us to have childlike faith as well. So we're told, we're told to grow and mature, but we're told to be like children. And that's why we've got to have a deeper look, because if we just use these throwaway words, it doesn't always make a lot of sense. And so we're just going to dig a little bit deeper. And, and the main passage we're going to kind of probably focus on a bit today is in Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to read it from verse 14. And this is Paul writing and actually praying for the church in Ephesus. And this is what he's saying. He says, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. I love that picture of roots growing down. It's like the, the strong, old, steady tree. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ that is too great to understand fully. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. 
Now all glory to God who is able for his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations forever and ever. Amen. In Colossians 2 verse 6 says something similar. And now just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Roots growing down, a deepening of faith. In Philippians 2, it puts it a little bit different, but it's also similar. Philippians 2.12, it says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I'm away, it's even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you and giving you the desire to do and the power to do what pleases Him. Work out your salvation. Another translation says, show the results of your salvation. And salvation is a, is a term used to mean we're saved by grace, we're given life by what Jesus has done. But what Paul's saying is that's not the end of it. You know, you're made right by God, completely by God, and only by God, and nothing what you have done. But now it's to follow Him and grow in that faith. It's not the end of the story, it's just the beginning. I said in Hebrews, from milk to solids and Romans to be transformed. Maturity and faith, it's not an age thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a steady strength. We want a mature church. And by that I mean we want, a, we want a strong church. We want a steady church. We want a church that's full of people because the church is people. It's not a building. It's not a pastor. The church is all of us. We want a church that's steady in faith, that's strong in faith, that doesn't change and bend and with the seasons of life. We want a church that grows in faith that grows to become more Christ-like, that's lasting, that has deep roots. That's what we want. Let's quickly pray. God, I just pray that Holy Spirit, make your word, your presence, your spirit come alive in us. Um, have your way in us, your Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Just a few points today, maybe just some, what it might look like, what it might mean. Maybe some indicators of maturity and faith. And, and the first one is no compartments. It says in, in Ephesians, it says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. He says, home in your hearts. Now, Jesus doesn't want to visit, right? Jesus doesn't want to rent. <laughs> he doesn't want part of us. I don't know if you've gone on a holiday home and, or an Airbnb and two of the doors are locked because it's where they keep all the cleaning products and all their junk. So you have access to the house, but not the whole house. You're renting, so you still need people to come and check everything. No, he, he wants all of us. If I came to your house, if you invited me over for a coffee or a meal, I might, I might come in your lounge room, maybe your dining room, might visit the bathroom, but I'm probably not going to go in your main bedroom and your wardrobe. Right, that would be weird. It'd just be weird. I'm not going to bring my laundry and I'm not going to go in your laundry and bring my dirty washing and put it in a washing machine, hang it out on your clothesline, then fold. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go in your junk room because I know you've got at least a junk cupboard where it's just messy. Right. And I'm not going to do that because it's not my home, but my home, I'll go wherever I want. I'll even go on Talia's desk. Don't care. It's my house. 
I'll go in the kids' room. I'll go in my stuff. It's my house. I'll go where I want. Jesus said he wants to make home in our hearts. And that means there's no compartments. It means he's got full access. That's what he wants. That means that, that Jesus is the same on, on church on Sunday as Wednesday. That means Jesus, uh, we, we bring our relationships, our partners, our marriages, our parenting to Jesus, as well as our finances. It means we follow Jesus just as much as when we say grace before dinner, when we're hanging out with the boys at the footy. Or it's the same. Jesus said he wants to make home, not, not rent a room, not visit, not partially have access to our life. Maturity and faith is giving Jesus just full access to every part of me. Nothing's off limits. Because you're Lord Jesus, not me. And so whether it's my finances, whether it's my family, whether it's what I do, whether it's my hobbies, whether it's my thought life, Jesus, you have access because you make home in my heart and I'm not going to have compartments. And Jesus isn't saying, hey, give me access to your finances so I can have all your money. Or give me access to your hobbies so I can make you do something boring. <laughs> Jesus, he wants to make home, have access so he can bring life. So he can guide, so he can make it fruitful, so he can restore. It's, no, it's never about controlling from God. He, he wants to bring life. And maturity and faith is just saying, hey, God, you have right away in every area. Even if I might not like it in the moment. <laughs> I think that's maturity and faith. It makes home in our hearts. Another one, we read it in there. May you experience, may you be filled with the love of God. May you experience how high, how wide, how long, how deep. May you experience it because you can't understand fully. I think when we're mature in faith, we're filled with love. See, if you're mature in faith, you know God. And if you know God, you're filled with his love because God is love. God is love. When we're filled with God, we're filled with love. Now, too many Christians are grumpy. Harsh. If we're filled with God, we're filled with his love. The only people Jesus was a bit grumpy to was the Pharisees and his disciples. He was strong, he was full of truth, but he was gentle and loving. He's full of love. What are you full of? You're filled with whatever you're full of is what you put in. And he's, he's really the key to being, have maturity and faith. It's just walk close to God and keep walking close to God. Really, that's the, the simple key of it all. But when you walk close to God, you're filled with love. I talk about this a lot because I'm really passionate about it because often the church and Christians we're the only picture of God our community sees. And the Bible is incredibly clear that above all God is love and the cross is the perfect example of real love. And so, so we're given this role to be ambassadors and witnesses. We all are, whether you like it or not. If you believe in Jesus, we now have this role as ambassadors and witnesses. So how we interact with each other, how we interact with the community, shows people what God's like. 
And so love, it's got to be in our DNA, that we're filled with love, that we love others. To be mature in faith is to be filled with love. And again, it's not going to be like a, a switch just flicked, is it? You grow, your roots grow down deep, that takes time. But as you walk with God, you're filled with his love and that pours out. Paul prayed in Ephesians that may you be empowered through inner strength. I think that's a hallmark of maturity and faith is inner strength. Inner strength to keep on. Keep on in whatever you're doing, whatever your world looks like. Keep on being Christ-like. And it's not inner strength because we're tough. Right? You might be tough, but it's not inner strength. It's not because you're resilient. It's because you're empowered through the Spirit of God. Perhaps it's to be Christ-like when by ourselves we've got no hope or to keeping on when you don't want to borrow it anymore. When I think of inner strength, I think of Pastor Don Daniel. Continuing on, filled with love. I think of mums who keep loving their kids when they've got a few toddlers. That's inner strength. Going crazy. Think of teachers being patient. and Think of fellows working, keep on working well for their family and that's inner strength. And it's through God, inner strength. Inner strength. The maturity of faith, I think it's the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians, let's read it in Galatians 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. You see, it's continual, it's growth. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. The two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. It says the Holy Spirit produces these kind of things. And so when we walk with God, these things will come out. And, but it's, it's, we've got to partner with that. We've got to activate it in our lives. And I hate to break it to you, we can't have one without the other. The word fruit, it's like a cluster of grapes. So we can't say, I'll have peace, but not self-control, because peace sounds a lot more fun. Right? They, they go together. They're a cluster. And some personalities are better than others at different things like this. Right? 
Some people are much more naturally patient than others. But it says we're, we're to cultivate these things and the Holy Spirit will produce these in our lives as we follow God. And I think maturity of faith is, is having needs when we maybe shouldn't. So being full of peace when, the, when maybe our immediate world around us isn't all that peaceful. <laughs> to be filled with love when there's just division and anger. To have self-control even when we're tired. You know. I was, um, we, live, we live on a farmhouse, and, and, but the farmer has a few sheds maybe 500 metres past the house. We see him about once a month if we're lucky, right? And uh, one day he, he came through in, in his big truck and I was outside with both of my girls, Myra and Nancy. And they had two really different reactions. Uh, Myra didn't care. She saw the truck and she stayed by me but she kept having fun. Whereas Nancy, who's a little bit younger, ran into my arms and was snuggling in. And they were both, they both knew the danger of the truck. We talk about roads, we talk about trucks. We, they both knew the danger. They both knew it would be okay because I was there. But one still had fun and joy and the other didn't. And as this was happening, I wasn't being, I wasn't thinking deep about this, but I felt God put on my heart that right in that moment. He said, that, that's maturity and faith. It's knowing the danger, but still having joy. And it was really interesting because both of my daughters knew it would be okay. They both knew the danger, and they both knew it would be okay because I was there, but only one of them was still having fun. And I think that's what maturity and faith looks like. It, it's, it's knowing the danger, knowing God's with us. But sometimes we know the danger and know God's with us, but we're still filled with fear. But maturity is knowing the danger, knowing God's with us, and still being filled with peace. And that's maturity, I think, in faith, is, is trusting God, His presence. Having peace when we shouldn't, having joy when. And that, I think that's the opportunity to be testimony in, in, our, in our life and light. I said it a few times when I was in the schools and, and all the COVID stuff happened, it was pretty clear who was going well with God because they were full of peace. And the other ones were running around like headless chooks. Right. It's, it's having that. I think that's maturity. I think it's a testimony. Last kind of indicator, thankfulness. Thankfulness is a sign, I think, of maturity and faith. In, in, in Colossians, I read it before, read it again. And now as you accepted Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong and the truth you are taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Overflow. I read that the other week and I thought, hmm, 
I don't know the last time I overflowed with thankfulness. I might have dabbled in it. <laughs> it's quite a it's quite a word. Overflow. That's heaps. That's like a lot. That's more than necessary. This is when your roots grow down deep. You follow Christ, you overflow with thankfulness. And I think it's a bit like the fruit of the Spirit. It's something we've got to activate in us and practice. And the more we practice it, the more it comes. It's like talking with God. The first time it might seem strange, but the more you practice it, the easier it gets. And I think thankfulness is a bit like that. If we let it go by the side, it seems foreign or it seems hard. Oh, what am I to be thankful for? Oh, it's a sunny day. Thank you, God. We put up empty ones like that. That's, that's not being thankful. It's, thankfulness is remembering who God is, what He's done, what He's doing. It's not hard. He's done so much. He's doing so much for us, for those around us in our community. Seeing God, seeing the miracles, seeing what's happening. Not waiting for next, it's being thankful for what's happening now, what God's doing in you now, thankfulness. Wow. Let's just read this passage in Ephesians again. I wonder if the keys could come, that'd be great. Verse 14. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's closeness with God. Some of the words in that passage, home, deep roots, empowered, filled, understand, experience, work within us. It's all closeness to God, isn't it? It's all walking with God. And that's what maturity in faith really is. It's just keep on walking with God, keep on being open, keep on experiencing, keep on being filled Keep on understanding. So we want to be we want to be a mature church. And by that I mean we want to be a strong in faith. So we can hold each other up. We want to be steady. We want to be Christ-like. We want to be filled with love. We want to be filled with thankfulness. We don't want compartments. We want to give God at all. 
We want to be filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, even when we don't feel like it. (laughs) We want to be filled with inner strength. And it happens as we, we together continue to follow Jesus. Be open, be moulded, be empowered, receive. And we've got to cultivate it. Grab a hold of it. Respond. Practice it. Because then we're steady. And we're steady. That's what the world's looking for. It's a strong, safe, steady community. Because nothing seems steady or everything changes and stops and starts and comes and goes. But if there's a strong, steady community of love, that's going to illustrate God so well. And it says we individually and corporately walk with Jesus. I just wanted to, I was going to spend a moment before we go just waiting on God. And I know when I was kind of, what happens when, you, when, when, I, when I speak anyway, it kind of outworks over a few weeks and even months sometimes, right? And different things challenge you at different points. And I, I, thankfulness was one for me. Look, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a right at thankfulness, but I don't overflow. My goodness. Definitely not. Right. There's a challenge, okay, God. Actually, there's a lot to be thankful for. And maybe it's, you've got compartments in your life. You've given God this area, but this, this part of your life, you keep hidden away. We don't want God to touch that one yet. Maybe it's just giving Him everything. Maybe you look back and maybe I'm not all that loving at the moment. Maybe we're going to be filled with a bit more of God, a bit more of love. <laughs> Maybe it's those, those fruits of the Spirit, inner strength, thankfulness. And what if we just spend a moment waiting on God, which is just listening, just reflecting, and, and letting Him guide us, letting Him empower, feel, experience, understand, reveal. And just be molded as we continue to follow Him, walk with Him, and our, and our roots will grow down deeper as we respond to whatever He's got. So God, we open up our hearts. We, we want to be mature in faith. We want to be lasting, steady, strong. We want to be filled with your love. We want to be filled with the, the fruits of the Spirit. We want to be filled with your inner strength. And we know it comes as we continue to follow and walk with you in community, God. And I just pray you speak to us. Reveal anything. We, we don't want to hold back parts of our life. We give you it all. And we give you authority and opportunity to speak into us, to encourage, even challenge us, God, because we want to be more like you, Jesus, and that's your goal for us, to be more like you. So God, we just open our hearts to you, invite you to speak, lead, bring life. God, we just wait on you. You know, we, um, we, we pray for breakthrough and change and miracles, and we should. It's biblical, and God doesn't, right? 
But sometimes when we're waiting for the miracle, I think we need to have a look. Can I still have peace? Can I still have joy? If it doesn't change. If, if the situation doesn't change, can I still have... Are you still with me, God? Can I still be filled with your love? And it's not that we're not praying and believing for a miracle, and we are doing that. But while we're waiting and praying, is, is, is Jesus with you? Yeah. Well, if he's with you, then peace is with you. If he's with you, joy is with you. And we're going to be careful as Christians not to just, just be so focused on a miracle that we want that we forget that God's with us right where we are. Because it's in those moments as we have love, joy and peace, that's when we, we're filled with the presence of God. That's when it's the testimony to everyone else around us. Now, the biggest chances I've had to talk to people about faith is not when I've tried to, it's not when I've gone out to, it's when something went wrong and, my, and I didn't fall apart. And then suddenly we're talking about Jesus. Because people see that. And, and if you're praying and believing something, I'm praying and believing with you. I believe in the God of miracles. I've seen him, I pray for him, I want to see more. But let me encourage you, while, while you're waiting, while you're looking, while you're praying, is, is, is Jesus with you? Is his love with you? Is his peace with you? Is his joy with you? While you're waiting. In the chaos. I say, if Jesus can sleep in the boat with a storm, he's, I, can, I can have a bit of peace and rest too while everything's going on. So God, I pray for those, and, and God, uh, God, I know we're not, I'm not minimising anything. Life's complex and tricky. But God, you're with each and every one of us. God, help us to see that you're right there with us. Help us to, to see and experience and be filled with your love, with your peace, with your joy, with your inner strength. And God, I pray for the miracle. I pray for the change. I pray for the healing. I pray for the opportunity. I pray for the restoration. Let it come in the name of Jesus. But while we're waiting, while we're uh, right now, I pray that you fill us with your peace. Fill us with your joy. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your inner strength. Let heaven come to earth. Let us be a testimony to whoever is around us, God. Let us find joy and peace where it shouldn't be God. That's abundant life. That's maturity and faith. And God, I pray, just like in Ephesians, empower us. Let us experience. Let us understand. Let our roots grow down deep so we're strong, full of faith, followers of you, Jesus. We just give you our lives. We give you our whole lives. We hold nothing back. We invite you to speak, lead, guide us in the days to come. God, I, I speak over this week ahead. Let it be full of life. Let it be full of joy. Let it be full of peace and full of your love. 
God, have your way in us in our community. Bless it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. And we'll finish the service here. Have a coffee. Encourage someone. Catch up with someone. Have a great week.